welcome to episode two of the Live and Learn series. I am so excited to have my friend and branding guru join me, Elle Moss from Drew London. Thank you. Um, today we're actually going to be talking about like, multiple personality disorder, not our <laughs> brands, and looking at the brands going way beyond the logo, the design, the tone of voice, and thinking about what and how we come across as brands, as individuals, as brands, as corporates, as people. Um, and I'm super excited to go through this with you because I love the work you do on brand archetypes and I've witnessed this with so many of your clients and, and us as well. Um, so it'll be great. Let's just kick off with what on earth is a brand archetype and how did this even begin? Okay, well, it's, I, I think it's actually the, the missing link in, in brand development um, because it completely sets you apart from your competitors and speaks directly to your customers. So fundamentally, Carl Jung um, said years and years ago that we are all, we all are one of 12 archetypal personalities. And those personalities can be anything from, uh, well, we've discussed them this morning, haven't we, Charlotte? But the lover <laughs> to the rebel, I think we know who each of us are. Um, and they are how we, uh, we, our personalities react, how we talk to others, how we look, um, how we behave. And so to relate that to your brand character is super, super life-changing for a brand actually. Um, because once you know what it is, it kind of floods through your strategy. So it floods through how your identity, brand identity is played out typographically, color palette, imagery, illustration but also how your social media, how you speak to people, how you speak to your customers. Um, I know this is a podcast, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try and demonstrate uh, verbally <laughs> what a brand is. Luckily, I was super lucky that I'm not gonna tell you the year. Um, a few years ago, I did my degree in visual communication. And so it wasn't strictly in graphic design, it wasn't strictly in brand strategy, and it wasn't strictly in advertising, but it, it encompassed all of those. So I was taught uh, this way of looking at brands years and years ago. I won't say how many, because um, I'm obviously really young. Uh, so I've kind of, this, this webinar, I'd like to be quite interactive, and that includes you, Charlotte, because with live consulting, you also have a brand archetype. Really important that we remember that we have not one but two so hence your multiple personality disorder um the reason you have two is one of your archetypes should be outwardly facing so it should be talking to your customers directly and hopefully your customers well will resonate with that archetype which will mean they'll become loyal customers and buy again and again and again because they'll understand that you offer the magic if you're a magician so to speak then your secondary archetype is your inwardly facing. It's an internal archetype. And that's as important as primary, but it looks at your suppliers, your employees, your um, welcome handbook, um, how you talk in your one-to-ones with your staff. Um, so it's just as important as, as the external, but it's more for your own true self. Would you say that they almost go down all the way to the values of the company as well? They should be connected or would you naturally disconnect them? No, I would say they absolutely are integral to the values. In fact, um, what I've discovered when people 
struggle to find their values. Uh, maybe I've seen that more with products than services, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it, it helps guide you in those. It can help build them. So it can be, uh, I'm going to say, it can be a real value to your values. <laughs> your archetype. So you can tell it's early, can't you? <laughs> that early. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping. My dog likes to bark for, ferociously from about 8 until 9.15. So <laughs> mostly uh, the cleaner that comes around our office who is very patient with him but can uh, be a bit disturbed. So um, again, sorry podcast people because you didn't know that this was 8.30 in the morning. Um, shall I get on with my slide sharing, Charlotte? Let's, yeah, let's put some visuals with it so we can understand. And then anyone that's on the podcast, we will um, upload some uh, photos to go with it if we can. Or just going to have to my verbalize it <laughs> really my clearly. Communications degree. I'll try and. Uh, I'll try and <laughs> well, that. anyone that is listening to the podcast is really interested. All of the videos are on our um, channel at liveconsultancy.co.uk, so you can physically watch if you want to see the visuals that go with it, which I'm sure you will, because they're very interesting. Um, right, let's take it away, Al. Hang on. Added to which, there's also a very handy downloadable PDF. Um, I have it printed here. Feels like times times pre-COVID, um, where you can basically my clients kind of tick off which archetypes they feel uh, they have a, res a re relate to. Okay, here we go. I've not actually done a webinar where you share a screen, so um, yeah, be patient with me, basically, Charlotte. And it looks great. Slow down, or um, or speed up. Just let me know. So, 12 archetypes, they all fall into four different categories. And we are going to show an example of the archetypal group which connects others. So, um, this is normally a product, in my experience. Mm. It's normally someone that's selling an actual, rather than a service, it's someone that's selling an actual physical product. Um, and to demonstrate how an archetype works, I'm going to do that through the power of ice cream. Okay. So, it would help if I could click through. Okay. So, Hagen Das, these are global brands that even someone listening to the podcast in Brazil to know about. Hagen Das and Ben and Jerry's are, for all intents and purposes, the same price point, they're sold in the same supermarkets. They are the same box, the same piece of packaging that's just branded differently. Um, and in a blind taste test, I'm not an ice cream expert, but I'm pretty sure you would know the difference, but you would probably um, be content with both of them. They'd probably fulfill you with both of them, right? Well, here's the thing. If you look at the marketing tone of voice and um, adverts and everything for Hagen's Arts, it's very couples, it's very sensual, it's very like melting together um, and coming together, that type of thing. And it's, you know, it's quite sexy, right? Uh, lose control there. And this is an old advert, but I think it's, it's really cool. Um, where, so their archetype, well, we'll come back to what it is. I'm gonna make you guess in a minute. Whereas Ben and Jerry's, they have this kind of cartoonish um, handwriting, they're funny, like with this hand thing. So this is a, um, an advert, it says, 
we usually try and put a handful of walnuts in every tub and there's a massive massive hand for big jim um <laughs> and it just it makes you laugh it's very memorable they also have um they also have you know, laughing cow djing cows in the background so it's very family orientated uh, it's not you know you wouldn't um necessarily expect your your child to pick up on a, an essential hagen glass advert whereas they would pick up on on this um and so their archetype is very much okay so have a guess so they fall into the connect to others category charlotte so it's either lover jester or citizen i would Which assume they are the jester who the jester are hagen's ass oh no, hagen's the lover <laughs> lover okay <laughs> so you can see that from that they've literally in the, in a very competitive marketplace they are true to their archetypal archetypal um values i suppose mm. and tone of voice and it must help so so much with all of their marketing it really must it must be the most um incredible relief that they know that they've got their kind of almost when people put values on the wall which i know that we're not in our offices so it's irrelevant and i've never really agreed with that just between you and me um because i think they should come from the heart rather than be written on a wall i agree i think yeah. you're trying you're forcing them if you have to write them and remind someone every day they should feel it they should feel it right and also mm. I, so I, i'm not going to go into an example don't you'll get me completely off track if we start talking about brand values on walls <laughs> That's another, um, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, pen it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, it must, it must be really helpful. Like, you know, their social media team and their marketing team, their packaging team, their brands. Well, team. there's something always to check it back to. Does this, you know, does this fit within our archetype? Does this fit within our personality? And as you say, something that is so similar, that if you were, like what you said, if with a blind test, to pick them up, the packaging is very similar. Yeah. The same shape, the same style, probably even the same finishing. Um, the tastes are probably also equally similar. So this this is the only thing that, apart from flavours, that they have that is different. Yeah, the only differentiator. I mean, they're the same, pretty much the same price point. Mm. Um, which is your favourite flavour, and which do you prefer, Hagen Dazs or Ben and Jerry's? Um, I really couldn't tell the difference. I would. I'm not a massive ice cream fan, but there usually is always a chocolate element to it. I love the fact that I've chosen ice cream as an example and neither of us actually eat ice cream. <laughs> but it's a great example from a, from a brand, a differentiator point of view, because that's a highly competitive market. And I think that's what people and brands really struggle with, that when they are incredibly um, competitive and so alike, how do you, how do you pull someone apart? Um, and we have, we have that quite a lot. Like at the moment, we have quite a few clients that are um, in like the coaching and therapeutic world right. and there aren't many differentiators and this is what really does start to pull them apart their story and that personality and tone of voice and it's often really hard to crack so that i think this is really helpful for brands to, to look at and think about where they sit especially when picking which one are they externally and internally exactly right so i think you know you mentioned your your well-being clients you know they often sit within the kind of provide structure size so the mm. creator caregiver and sovereign um and i mean, will come on to that so i've basically taken all 12 archetypes and for the power of podcast i'm going to vocalize them for the power <laughs> for the power of the webinar people are going to have some visual cues and i think as you go through um 
this is the other thing I say to, especially startups, when you start up a business, you're, um, you're coming from a challenge that you've seen or you've witnessed or you've experienced. The most important part of the brand analysis that we do is looking directly at the characters of the founders. So we're working with multiple entrepreneurs at the moment, um, but looking at their kind of where their passion points are, like why have they set this business up? Mm. And we were talking about this idea for the webinar a while ago and I have so many webinar ideas because I've seen clients we've had clients for such a long time that when they set their business up they were their target customer they were so Emmy London which is a luxury shoe and accessory brand we were both in our kind of mid-20s we were both getting married at the time it was perfect we were like literally the target market for the clock 12 years um we're not getting married we're not looking at uh being engaged even so we don't have we don't understand what the bride is feeling now so she's had to relook at her archetypes her passion her why the golden circle oh mm. charlotte i could go on and on and on but a lot of what what covid19 has, has taught me is we we have about 12 new clients who are startups and when we look at their archetypes, it's really helped them focus on who they want to talk to and what they want to say, but it's been driven by them. So through the next um, 12 slides, where I'm gonna be describing vocally and to the webinar visually, the mm -hmm. archetypal types, keep in mind which one, and if you're a startup, be subjective, make it about you. Which you want, which one you feel talks about yeah. you and your tone of voice. And I'm sorry if my network just went a bit iffy there. You wouldn't no, really come in the office, would you? Does that make sense, Charlotte? Yeah, no, it's absolutely great. And I think you just touched on something so important is that I find brands struggle with this when they really don't know their why. And actually, it's really difficult to, especially now, I think it's even more important to actually step back and really take the time to figure that out. Because beyond money, why do we do this? And if you can't answer that, I would recommend spending some time you know uh, in your spare time when it's quiet to, to really figure that out because yeah. if, if you don't know that it's going to be very difficult to get to this point and I'll let you into a secret my my favorite thing about my job as a CEO and um of my creative agency is discovering people's whys mm. um, it is just it can it can revolutionize a business yeah. so um, it's a really emotional it's, it's it's a real privilege to be able to help people do that gosh, but it's, it's also not, it's a very emotional journey I mean I'm sure you have as well there's been many times when we figured that out and you end up you know you're all in tears and it's actually it's such a big moment it's really important I think also I learned a few years ago that you actually don't you're not there if you're not emotional um, and I think I would just pass it on as a tip that you will find it you'll know when you got there is it when you almost can't hold back the tears it will be that deep inside you Oh, you're making me well up just thinking about it. Really for this, isn't it? <laughs> oh, darling. Yeah. So, right. I'm going to start off with the lover. Okay. So, does this relate to you? Acknowledge and indulge in others' desires. Cultivate attraction and offer experience that touches all of the senses. Around you, people feel lit up, turned on, and dialed in and you help people with your brand or service, more than brand, connect to heart's passions. It's really powerful. Mm. It's all about passion, sens sens sensuality, sexuality, and spirituality. Um, and brands that are the lover of Victoria's Secrets and Hagen Das. Mm. How does that speak to you? 
Probably does on a personal level, right, Charles? Yeah, it does. I've made a bit of brand work and I think yes, that's that is them. It's not it's not my brand, but it's it's definitely brands I love. And that's a very good point. I will be asking you which you think uh, your brand is at the end, but we have got 12 to get through. So I hope that I, I'm not boring people on the podcast too much. So next up, we have a jester. This is fun. Uh, we already know it's Ben and Jerry's, right? And Skittles, like, um, what's the flavor of the rainbows or something? Um, hey, help. <laughs> Jesters help people have a great time. They release their stress and cares through fun, humor, and play. They're giddy, energetic, and they light up the world. They are all about experiencing fun. And the last one in this belonging section is Citizen. So Citizen's are down to earth, accessible, and friendly. We, you have solid values, responsible, and you're very authentic. You're relatable, included, inclusive, and safe from judgment and you encourage communities um and i think ikea i mean i can think of loads of citizens actually mm. but i think ikea is very inclusive with its offer they absolutely nail that so the next three are they leave a mark so um it's your favorite ones coming up charlotte <laughs> hero Improve the world accomplished through your mastery. Mm. Tough mentally and physically, disciplined, decisive, and always prepared. People know that you're competent and brave, so will follow you into the fray. You're motivated, accountable, and you're up for a challenge. I love heroes. Yeah, it's great. It's really lovely. And I think also there's like brands that stand out for me here, like the Creative Mentor Network we work with and some of the charities are the really strong um or sort of social at heart companies that really do well in this area yeah and it's um oh, it just makes you it just makes you feel like you want to get to know them doesn't it and i love the fighters nike and fedex and there's a picture of a picture of a lion and it's going i breathe in my courage and it sail my fear um so yeah i really love a hero uh so magician helps people dream so let me start that again <laughs> a magician helps people's dreams become their reality mm. you fascinate people and you transform lives you are articulate expansive and a sharer of your knowledge and you are able to dream enormous dreams you are awe-inspiring intuitive and you're really clever with huge charisma we have a lot of magicians as clients at the moment um, they don't even realize it, but they are making magic happen. We have um, a couple. We have this South Asian therapist, which mm. is an online portal, global portal for connecting South Asian therapists with uh, South Asian people that need therapy. Would you believe it? This didn't actually really exist. It wasn't even a talked about mm. subject. Um, and upon launch, something like 350 therapists worldwide signed up and we now know that that platform and that was about three months ago that mm -hmm. platform is absolutely smashing it and what's brilliant about that is the magician side so she is bringing magic to people's lives and helping others mm -hmm. that need need support during this really difficult time so we have we have a lot of magician clients and then a revel okay so <laughs> i don't know who this speaks about <clears throat> 
the rebel. We don't do things in, in the traditional way. <laughs> you boldly question authority. You revolutionize and you're unapologetic about it. People feel empowered to challenge the status quo. People feel liberated from convention and overturn what isn't working and find ways that do. They are all about leadership and risk taking, progressive, provocative thought, bravery and personal power, sometimes brutal honesty and a lot of experimentation to find the right way. Mm -hmm. So here we have Harley Davidson as an example of that and MTV, which you know speaks to me because I'm of I'm an 80s child, so MTV came along when I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Um, but the other rebels are Virgin, you know, Richard Branson mm. taking people to the moon, closely followed by Elon Musk. Um, so yeah. Do they speak to you, Charlotte? Yes, the rebel speaks to me. <laughs> the rebel definitely <laughs> speaks to me. But it is interesting because it's your as you say, you're the founder will have one archetype the business and the internal may have another and then your clients facing may also have a different one so it'd be interesting and as this goes along i'm really interested to hear that participants like please can we just pop in the chat if you, one comes up and you think that's what you are or if you have any confusion around it it'd be great to see your thoughts around what you think you are and then as you're reading them if you think something else jumps out this is a really interesting exercise to run for you as a person and then also you as a brand or your brand so we're now into the, uh, the third sector, which is um, these three provide structure. Mm -hmm. So they're all, they're mainly service industries of normally tech, uh, fintech yeah. or, or ed tech, or um, we're doing some farm tech at the moment and they fall into this category. So first up, you've got the creator, passionate and supportive about expressing and curating, ignite individuality with a strong vision, they offer support and realistic creative solutions, which is really important when it comes to Adobe Creator Suite. Mm -hmm. Always be looking for the next thing, which is really important when Adobe Creator Suite release multiple updates. Um, they are all about creativity, imagination, non-linear thought, non-conformality, and developed aesthetic. Um, they are a passionate need for self-expression, mm. and that could not be more so with Lego. Yes. You know, really, it's just, it sets you up and you can follow the guidelines and make a spaceship or you can make something that's completely out of your own imagination. Yeah. And it's funny, isn't it? Because when we were talking about Lego, I actually thought about the jester with Lego as well as, Interesting. as the creator because in their outward facing language and how playful they are. Um, and it's, you know, that brand is always about staying, being playful and that inner child and always having that even as an adult and that creativity. So it's, I think for me, they did cross over the two but I think that's why this is so interesting so there was a documentary about, about Lego um quite recently I think I'll try and dig it out and we maybe put the link up and the employees that they that they bring on they are looking for the jester mm. um a lot of their interview processes are about developing and playing um which is I mean it must be amazing to work there I think so the next one got quite a different feel here. I, you know, I love the fact it goes from creator to caregiver and a caregiver is all about nurturing and helping others. You are most fulfilled as a caregiver when you are helping others and people feel supported and comfortable with their choices when they work with you. You're absolutely empathetic to people's journeys and your unselfish concern and or devotion to nurture and care for others. 
um, guess which I am. <laughs> you are the carer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my agency and the Moss Foundation, which I'll come on to, but it's our, funny enough, it's our internal facing one is our caregiver because actually we want to make the world a better place mm-hmm. um, and a caregiver is, is more of a nurturing side. So I look for that in my staff and my suppliers. And then the last one of this third is a sovereign, which is high achieving, refined and radiate excellence. People to, um, no, that doesn't make sense. Leverage authority to maintain a prosperous community inspired by results and hopeful that they can achieve similar things limitless and determined open our minds to what's possible it's all about rank and tradition stability nobility and a model of proper behavior gosh yeah the language on all of these is just gorgeous isn't it? it just really there's i think what's really interesting about this language is that it's so um um encouraging it's like welcoming you in that it it grabs part of you that thinks oh i've got a little bit of that and i've got a little bit of that and this is what i mean by multiple personality disorder and there's a um, (laughs) great question in the chat can you be a mixture of two and we were talking about this beforehand um but l do you want to answer that one around how many can you be because i've i've got three or four noted down and i know that i have to refine that and just go to like two maximum three right so we uh we have an online uh questionnaire that we ask our clients to fill in and we will normally get um, between four and five back, mm. which are high scoring. High scoring, I mean, you know, you're looking at um, four out of five or it feels like a four out of five. It's a case of then going back to what they actually mean and really looking for your five, really, really looking for it. And I would never, I would always have two. And like I say, one is kind of outwardly facing. So one is how you want to be portrayed to your customers and how you want people to see you. Don't change yourself. I mean, just because I'm a caregiver, I'm not going to suddenly go, okay, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a jester now. Mm. Um, and then the internal facing, the one that you want your, your champions, your cheerleaders, your team members, you know, it's really interesting when you employ someone, you, you will know whether, they're the, whether they resonate with the archetype that you've chosen for your internal one, mm-hmm. because you'll get that longevity out of them and that they'll really believe in what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. You can have a third. We have a client, a hospitality client that has a third. So they've chosen, uh, they've chosen, actually I haven't read out the ones that they've chosen. So maybe we'll get through the final three yeah. and I'll tell yeah, you which. Get through them. But, to, but to answer, we're looking at... So we're, we're sort of looking for two or three usually. You might just have one that you're just this clear one. But but yes, you can definitely be a mixture of two. Yes, you definitely, definitely can. I'm I interested would, to see what the audience is. <laughs> if my brother's listening, I, I would try to think what he is. Jay, let us know if you're there. And then I will take a wild punt at what, um, at what Travis IT is. Put me on the spot, why don't you? So into... <laughs> we're into the spiritual journey um look uh, these i'm going to read these three out and literally the whole uh, audience is going to resonate with these three i can absolutely guarantee it and i'll tell you why when we finish so first we have um <laughs> first we have innocent okay innocent it's funny that you've actually got innocent juice there they've literally taken their 
they've taken their name directly from the archetype name, which mm. is uh, quite an interesting thing, isn't it? Um, and Dove is there as well. And I think that um, as a brand, I've really admired Dove because they yeah. use real people, real people for their, for their advertisements. So innocent means optimism, to be happy with simplicity and ease, breath of fresh air, straight talking trustworthy and pure of heart. People find positive encouragement and confidence around you. Help get back to basics, living by essential values. There is an unbridled sense of wonder and purity with innocence. And there's freedom from preconceptions. Mm, quite a big one, isn't it, Innocent? Yeah, it's huge. I think it's such good examples with Dove and Innocent. And there, the, the image on this slide, podcast listeners, is choose to see the good stuff which I think is really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I think it's really interesting, actually, because they're innocent, but you've got in innocent and in dove, you've both also got a bit of the rebellion side and, you know, that they've done things so differently and they wouldn't, they challenge the status quo. I mean, like innocent literally had their stall with the try me, with the yes or no bin, should we give up our jobs? Yeah. And that's how they started the company and then mm -hmm. sued so many times because they changed packaging because they thought packaging should have more of a brand story than you know the stuff that we don't really look at. Um, so they they are that, but then for me they're also that that rebellion and heroes almost. And then you look at where innocent sit on the, on the shelf in the supermarket and they do they hold they hold that archetype yeah. to themselves. Mm. I don't I think they're pretty untouchable on that. Yeah. And there's even a drink, I think it's even called Rebel. Um, yes, which that's right. It's next to them. So they've probably, as, a, as an actual, you know, the beauty of when you are a founder or you're the character of your brand is you can, um, you can go with, with what you really, really believe in. But actually, if you, you know, Rebel is probably born out of a marketeer going, we need to be separated from the competition. Mm. So we're going to force this archetype through our brands and marketing, which I, I think it works for them. I think they're doing well. So that's what I hear anyway. Um, Charlotte, it feels like you've got this, by the way, as in you've got the archetypal um, characters and how they're portrayed through brands and marketing it. and interestingly um james has just posted actually and james has said that he feels that he is the hero although it's not reflected in his brand <laughs> so we'll we'll come back to that one <laughs> i actually think um james is jay is coming up watch his space okay so this one is called sage the wise owl so Sage, understand the world and teach others what you know. Seek information and insights through research, analysis and self-reflection. Diligent and thorough, people around you feel like completed things just seem to make sense. You're informed, validated and confident in their new understanding. The Sage is motivated by independence, cognitive fulfillment and truth. Um, Morgan Stanley and Google are very sage. Uh, sage, as in the software, is very mm. sage. Yeah. <laughs> and Jay, if you're listening, you're very sage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're sage with a touch of hero. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Here's the thing, all right. Sage is definitely how he makes his client feel. Sorry, my brother is um, a data analysis, IT consultant. He solves problems essentially um and he does it in a way that makes sense 
very trustworthy, uh, very intuitive. Well, it's intuitive to him. To me, it makes no sense at all. Um, but actually, his clients feel like they're in really safe hands. They're in a sage pair of hands. A wise owl has come along. Mm. Um, I think your hero idea is probably something to do with your um, internal. <laughs> it's really funny actually because we've also got um that computer care in the audience as well and i'd say they're also a sage but also a carer oh that's nice mm. that's and it's nice. a really nice combination for their brand i think that really yeah. comes across already in their tone of voice so it's really interesting to see that i don't know simon if you agree you're here but that's how i see you <laughs> i'll also let you into a secret though Every single time we send this question, online questionnaire out to clients, Sage scores four or five out of five. I think, and I, that doesn't surprise me, I think, you know, you want to be trustworthy and truthful and share your knowledge, um, whether you're a, a luxury skincare company or whether you're a recruitment agency. Um, so, yeah, I'm going over time. I've just heard our air conditioning come on, so it must be 9.04. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry listeners um it's in fact this is the last archetype so this is the explorer um novel adventures and fresh experience help people take the journeys that matter and make people feel curious alive and free to do new things authentic experiences and more fulfillment they're all about independence bravery and they're motivated by a powerful craving for new experiences this is mm. someone with wanderlust, right? This is mm. someone, most of our hospitality brands have this as their primary archetype, which leads me back to the person that asked whether they can have three or more than one. So this is their primary archetype, their team that look after their customers. So actually in the hotels or restaurants uh, are caregivers and they are building an online platform for people to, um, I don't know, book concierge and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. a creator. So they've yeah. got three going on. So they've got Explorer. But their marketing mostly speaks about their exploration and their caregiving. So how, does, how do you use your archetype? All right. Um, so I've launched a new thing called the Moss Foundation. Well, I launched it this year. The Moss Foundation is a legacy project. And it's a, it's a community of interest, it's a CIC, so it's not for profits. And any profit that we get will be going towards a charity in my local area called the Grove Adventure Playgrounds. So what it does is it helps people t bring their ideas, their business ideas to life. So the South Asian therapist that I mentioned earlier, we helped her through the Moss Foundation, building her an online platform that we knew would help other people have a better life. So that's our why. We want people to have a better life, whether that's inclusivity, sustainable, um, bringing, bringing messaging to the forefront to, to, to help people. Mm. It's really important to me. It's um, the criteria to be a client of the Moss Foundation is that you have to be female led uh under three-year-olds as a business and self-funded and you want to make the world a better place that's a really important bit so we are we're a sovereign as an archetype that's our primary archetype and with that we've done this kind of very uh relatable gosh it's red to me my, my skin tone very interesting podcast readers it's like i've got sunburn um you've got a kind of humanist script font mm. 
makes it a really, really bold serotype face, which feels very established, very confident, um, very like it's going to make the world a better place. And then our illustrative style and all of our marketing and, vis and brand identity, visual communications, comes out as very hand-drawn, really authentic, really unique, because we want to help people take them on, and take them on their journey. Really empathetic. I've built a business. I started it 15 years ago with no clients and about £2,000 in my pocket, which I gave straight away to all marketing, laptop, um, <clears throat> office space, all the stuff you need to set up a business. And it was the best thing I ever did. And I am absolutely here for people that have started businesses. And I, we are right by their side as a Moss Foundation. The caregiver comes from the fact that, obviously, I am a caregiver, but we have this advisory board of people that are there to support others. I look at them as being caregivers. I look at them as they are giving up their time, their knowledge, their experience to make someone have a better path in life, make some better choices about, um, about building a business. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've rolled out my archetypes. And I believe that's the end of my presentation, leaving you on a cliffhanger knife edge. Um, and I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. But yeah, if you want to know more, I can share more. But um, but for now, I'm hoping that that was enough to give you a, a strong indication. Yeah, absolutely, it's incredible. And obviously, they can take your online tool on. Is it on your website? Your online tool, and you can I will put it. I'll send the link, and you can put it in the webinar. Perfect. And the um, there was actually a question from Jez around um, what does the scoring system mean? The four out of five. Okay, so um. We try to make it as easy as possible. So a low score, so one, is you do not relate to it at all. It doesn't have, it just doesn't do it for you. Whereas five is, oh my goodness, that literally is me, or that's who I want to be, or it's who my, what my product is, or how I want my staff to behave, or how mm -hmm. I want a piece of marketing to sound. Awesome, brilliant. And I think also it'd be great just to see from the audience as well, if there's any archetypes that really stand out for you as people that, or as you as brands, um, so that'd be really interesting. I think for me, we fit, we sort of sit within the, um, we are the magicians externally, and we're also the rebel internally in that challenging that status quo and always trying to put, there's an element and touch of the jester in our marketing and our tone of voice. So I think they're the kind of three that, I also, there's another one I thought of for you though, Charlotte, is um, I think you're a bit of a sovereign. Mm, maybe. Just to reflect upon that a bit, you're a high achieving and you, you're refined and you radiate excellence. I don't see anything that you deliver um, being subpar. I think it always has to be uh, extraordinarily good. Now, whether that's an internal archetype i Maybe. don't know this is what i mean by multiple personality disorders it's just <laughs> <laughs> they all appeal to me <laughs> what did my what did jay say what did my brother say do you agree with sage he said thank you very much and uh he said let me just have a read from this yes he said perhaps that's more my brand <laughs> well that's good and i agree um Excellent. but you know but there are things like i you know rebel i'm reading a book called um oh, what's it called be more pirates by Sam yes, love that book Alex Barker. 
Um, and I, they fit right into the rebel archetype, but actually in, in this, I think chapter three, they're like, we are not the rebel archetype. Um, and I think that I need to be more rebel in my life, but I'm working on it. Maybe you can help me. I think that's what's quite nice that you have these scores where you'll relate to certain archetypes, but there's an element you think, actually, that would be really good for us. We need to just introduce a little bit of it. So even though you, the exercise is great to find what you are and to make sure that's coming across in your values, your why, your, you know, your handbooks, your recruitment process, everything in your brand. Yeah. Um, to attract the right people and to also attract the right clients. Um, but it's also really interesting to be actually we could make some improvements in what we're doing by learning from from others as well um, uh, Emily um, do you ever have situations where brands think they are one archetype but really they are the opposite absolutely I have seen this so many times but I suppose the heart would be and I'm assuming Emily is a the question is sort of how to deal with that and what to do with it because that's really difficult as a creative as well when you're having to advise against that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think, you know, it's the same with brand values, isn't it? Where you, um, if you sit quite close with your client and they, they're kind of going, we want to be this. And you're like, mm, definitely isn't you. Um, the ways that I have handled that in the past is um, putting their competitors into archetypal categories and actually kind of say, you know, if you, if you are sage and you're sitting literally next to your competitor, there's no differentiator. So maybe we should look more about you being more of a citizen with what you're saying. Um, that often, that often works, but yeah, people, it's, it is a challenge, Emily. Um, but it's one, it's one that you can overcome by looking at their competitors normally. Mm. I think also um, alongside that, what also generally helps is looking at their why. And more often than not, their why isn't true to that. That is not really truthful. Um, and there's usually a bit of an internal battle going on of what we think we should be rather than what we are. And a lot of the time, not all the time, but especially when it's a founder led or owner manager kind of led business, um, there's a bit of a transition and a journey they have to go through to really understand where that maybe what that why was or what they're what they're becoming it's like what you're saying about clients that you've worked with out and it started as they were the audience and then they've grown and changed yeah, yeah. and they have to re reevaluate it so yeah. those I, exercises I see that at the, the five-year mark for a business mm, yeah. um, it's time that you start asking your customers quite and I know that you've got lots of webinars about this you know, it's time that you start asking your customers actually what do they want and who they are. Uh, you aren't a customer anymore. Um, right. And um, yeah, it's quite a, it's like a coming of age. It's, it's quite a difficult, it's not a difficult transition, but you suddenly have to spend a lot more time looking at your analytics, looking at your, who buys your products and why. Um, but yeah, maybe we should have another webinar about the golden circle, which is the why. I think we should. And that really helps build the So, yeah, no, brilliant. All right, thank you, everyone that has joined us live. Everyone that is listening and taking their time to come back and check out the the videos. Um, do get in touch with us if there's any other questions, and all of this will be recorded and put on the lively podcast, which you can get on whichever podcast app you prefer or uh, all videos and uh, transcripts of our webinars are all on liveconsultancy.co.uk i've subscribed to your podcast now so i get alerts and there's a new one it's going to be thank you yeah. loyal um, fan 
Thank you very much. And Elle, thank you so much for the preparation and the time and all of the questions. It's been really eye-opening. And every time I do this, it always makes me question my archetypes and what we're doing even with our own communication so it's been it's been great thank you so much thanks for everyone that's taken their morning i know we've run over a little bit but i i think it was worth the extra 15 minutes it definitely was for me sorry everyone i said to charlotte just before we started i don't think we'll get past 15 minutes um. <laughs> always the way always the <laughs> way all right everyone have a great day and we will see you soon for episode three bye